brought my fucking Oprah phone. Do you know what I mean? Like, I <laughs> yeah. want yeah. my stuff around me. I'm not yeah. Marie Kondo. Like, I love stuff. Like, home is where the stuff is. My, <laughs> that's my feeling about it. Are we all recording? Yeah. It's Busy Phillips. Oh, we are. Busy Phillips is doing her best today. (laughs) For real. (laughs) I did get a ring light to try out, but this is a lot. I didn't turn it on. I have Michelle's assistant um, here in New York (laughs) is helping me out because, you know, Raymond obviously is in Los Angeles. Yeah. And, uh, And so Dan is his name. Um, and I've known him forever because he's, he like works for several people. He doesn't, he's not just like one person's assistant. He like does things for everybody. I guess in New York, you can kind of do that because you're always running around the city. Yeah. It's not like spread out. Like anyway, he put this, he, he put this together for me because we're in the new, new place here in New York. Oh, it's been like a very uh, interesting time in my life, in all of our lives, really. <laughs> I mean, it's wild in these streets. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hi. Did I say this is Busy Phillips is doing her best? This is is Busy Phillips is doing her best, but the podcast, not the real life situation, which is what we're currently in. I'm joined (laughs) by Casey St. Ange, Shantara Jackson. Hello. Friends and humans also doing their best, making their way downtown, walking fast, faces past. (laughs) Um, You're homebound. So guys, we didn't really put our house on the market in LA and we got like an offer that's like a big offer, but not so big that it's like, fuck yes. But also like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, it's, this is very, uh, this is like all a lot for me right now in this second to like think about all of these things, but also... They only, you know, I was, I'm trying to, I was like trying to rent our house in, in LA mm-hmm. because let me tell you something, as much as this is like, you know, a lovely big television show for Peacock that I'm doing <laughs> here in New York, do you, you guys do know what the relocation f- thing is for actors generally, right? On shows. It's like negative yeah. $12. Yeah. It's like, they're like, they give you, <laughs> they give you 13 bucks and one one-way plane ticket, and they're like, "Go for it. <laughs> Good luck." To yeah, you. truly. They give you some FedEx also, envelopes, and they're like, "Put your shit they, in there. You'll be they fine." They also <laughs> give you enough money for New York of 1972. That's exactly. It's right. like <laughs> it's all negotiated by our guilds. So it's like the oh, Screen yeah. Actors Guild like fought for this, and I'm like, I'm sorry. In what <laughs> world are we moving across country and renting? house. Now, cable things work differently because when I did vice principals, they really, boy, they really took care of us those six months in Charleston. Oh, yeah. I they had rented a friend us where beautiful they, houses. And they like, put her up yeah. in a really cool, but she's also very fancy and very famous. I don't well, know if they would have done I mean, that for me. <laughs> I, mean, I don't, I don't like, know because on, on um, vice principals, like everybody kind of got that like cool apartment, whatever they want, like basically wherever they wanted. And Mm -hmm. I paid, I'm looking for the dimmer still, guys, sorry. And I paid a little bit extra 
than what HBO <laughs> wanted to pay just because I had my whole family with me and I wanted to make sure that I always want to make sure the kids are comfortable. And, uh, and so I, and, and for that, like they cannot be in the same bedrooms because I had my children too far apart for them to ever <laughs> yeah. hang. Anyway, you know, and it's just, they're very, anyway, they could, if we had trained them that way, they could have done it, you know? I found the dimmer. I found it. I knew there was a dimmer. Yeah, it I can't be too bright. No. Also, that should not make you go blind. It is very bright. Do not look wait. directly into the LED light. <laughs> Shantira, wait, Casey, were yes. we working together when I got snow, snow blindness, blindness from no, the photo shoot? It was just before we started working. I don't together. think I've ever told what photo shoot it was. Okay. No, I don't think so. When I but did, that sounds right. When I did the cover of Health magazine <laughs> in a bikini, um, and I was like so excited about it because I felt like this was like it was really cute bikini, and it was just like a fun photo shoot to do. And they were like, we want, really want to get natural light. So we want to shoot outside in your yard. We shot it at my house. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, fun. That's fun. But so also what they wanted to, I also was a lady at the time pushing 40, you know, whatever, whatever the fuck that means. Who, who, <laughs> <laughs> but like they, they, so we're outside natural light, but they also just like blasted these ring lights. Like, so that it was just like, my skin looked like I had no, not a nary a line in it. Like I just looked airbrushed and perfect. Yeah, yeah. sure. And um, when they put so much light on you, it almost looks like you don't have a nose. They put so much light on me, it almost does look like I don't have a nose. But I like look hot and I like love the pictures and they didn't, I like was specific about the request to not, mess with my body and they were great about it and like didn't remove anything or make me look like I, you know, whatever. However, the ring lights were really bright and they're like, open your eyes, open, 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 keep going, <laughs> no, keep going, keep going. No. And I was like, okay. And the shoot was like, it was a long day and there was a lot yeah. of stuff that was outside and then also with the flashing ring light that was like right in my face. And 6.30 p.m., the photo shoot's over, people are wrapping up, leaving, and I'm like, oh, God, I washed my face, and I was like, oh, God, I think I, I don't, Kendra, my makeup artist, who I always work with, Kendra, what did you use on my, what is this eye makeup? It's like burning in my eyes, and she's like, well, that's just, no, that's the mascara you always use, Biz, like, I didn't change anything, and I was like, oh, my God, it feels like I have, like, do you have an eyelash in my eye? She's like, no, you're fine. I was like, Okay, gosh, okay. She's like, maybe just go rinse your eyes out again. I'm like, okay, I will. I went to rinse my eyes out. I was like, oh God, it's getting worse. It's getting worse. It's getting worse. <laughs> I tried putting Visine in it, made it so much worse. Oh, I no. Was, I got like ice packs out, was like putting them on my eyes. I didn't know what the fuck was happening. It probably like burned your cornea or something. Shantira, guess what I did? What? I burnt my corneas. I knew it. <laughs> well, you're a blue-eyed person. <laughs> I know. You're, you know, well, and blue eyes are more photosensitive. Very delicate. It's called snow blindness. <laughs> and people often get it. They get it from skiing and, and snowing yeah. when they, with, from how bright the 
light is that reflects the sun, off yeah. the thing. It's a hilariously unrelatable <laughs> affliction. Like, you get it from skiing in Aspen and or yachting. from a bikini photo shoot. <laughs> or, and yachting. And yachting. Like being on the, o- on the open ocean in like a... In a boat in the Mediterranean. I swear to God. Like, Anderson Cooper has had it. You know what I mean? Like, Of course. And also famously blue-eyed is, Anderson Cooper. Yeah. Also, Anderson Cooper is a Vanderbilt. A Vanderbilt got snow blindness? Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, he's like 100% like exactly. Anyone that you've ever met who like has a trust fund or comes from money, someone in their family has had this. And it's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> but anyway, I ended up at Cedars. I, I ended up yeah. in the hospital because I, I had a cornea infection once. Oh my God. And it was like the most painful thing ever. And like I, uh, they gave me a droplet that like, it, it was like a cream. Like it was in an eyedropper, but when it came out, it was like, I had to wait for it yes. to drop. Like, like I could look at it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and then it was like a salve. Like when it hit my eye, I was like, yo, medicine is fucking wild. Cause this feels great. They gave me, <laughs> At Cedars, they gave me, like, they numbed my eyes. They, like, gave me those, like, goo to put in my eyes. And then, um, and she's like, the only thing that you can do is just wait. It heals. You have to wait. Yeah. Yeah. And she gave me, like, legit Xanax to take. Like, like, I had to take, uh, because I was, I was panicking and freaking out. It hurt so bad. And I was just like, I couldn't open my eyes. I couldn't close my eyes. It was terrible. So, yeah. Yeah. Your body does a a wild thing. Because when I had, like, I had a tear in like a like a cornea infection it hurt so bad from i a like contact lens or what from a co- it was a contact yeah. lens and like i felt like i was like high like my body it hurt so bad that my body was like go to sleep in the car until you get to the doctor and i was like no body we have to stay awake it's like the kind of pain where your body's like go to sleep because you can't do anything about it no you just have to wait for it to heal so i like passed out in an uber and then i went to like a special eye doctor i can't remember what's called but it wasn't just like a regular regular eye doctor she was like a lady who specialized in like taking care of corneas she knows all about the cornea health yeah and it costs it costs extra but that's when i was working at a job that was giving me all kinds of insurance shout out to that retailer That's what retailers are good for. Retailers and coffee shops, generally speaking. (laughs) Um, Well, guys, so luckily, I don't know about, I'm not, I'm not facing any current eye issues. The dimmer's down, so I think we're safe for the time being. But um, how are are you guys doing? Is anyone doing their best? I feel like we're, I feel like I'm turning a corner and I'm gonna, and I'm doing my best at a few things and I'm trying hard and I think I was up all night and I was crying all night, which is awesome. But it's part for the course right now. Yes. I know. Right? I was going to say. It's like, it's a lot. It's Everyone's day. crying at everything. I'm seeing a lot of men saying they're crying about things like guys I normally consider pretty stoic. So if they're all losing it, then what are we expected to do? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But uh, I don't know. Let's go around the table. The proverbial table. Casey, what are you doing your best at this week? Um, I don't know. I waxed my eyebrows. Wait, let me see. Let me see. Oh. Let me see. <laughs> they look good. But he, here's Did you dye you. them too? Um, yeah, I tinted them yeah, a they little. Look great. 
This is something that I do myself. I've always been doing it myself for years because as you know, fun fact about me, it's not fun at all. It's boring. I have incredibly sensitive skin. Um, I'm allergic to a lot of things. Fragile Fragile is the word Casey uses. (laughs) She has fragile skin. Yeah, I'm fragile skinned. Fragile skinned. you know, which is interesting, you know, what a what a metaphor uh, to be fragile skinned. Let me just describe it to you this way. My dad used to love to eat like the little green peppers from a jar, like the, you know, those yeah. jarred green peppers. Yeah. And he would um, sometimes kiss me on the cheek and that would like ruin my face for a week. I would like get a, a welt that would spread across oh my, my face. Um, yeah. I bet so you get I'm lime just- burns too. Yes, I will get a lime burn. I'll get a sunburn very easily. Like I have a bottle of sunscreen right next to my bed and I put it on the second that like the sun wakes me up in the morning. (laughs) This is funny. White people are wild. The sun (laughs) is trying to kill you. Yeah, the sun is trying to kill me. Your delicate alabaster skin. So yeah, so I do I do my eyebrows myself and I take a lot of pride in like when they come out good because sometimes they don't. But I've just had a bad experience uh like trying to get them done um in a salon where obviously you can't do that right now anyway, but like even in the past I tried to go to a salon a couple of times and like gotten my face ripped off. Um because they're used to dealing with people with non-fragile skin. So I I'm curious though why you do a wax and not a pluck. For real, my eyebrows are so thick that I get like a <laughs> five o'clock shadow. Like they grow back the second really? that yeah. So so I really have to carve out, like I have to carve out so there's two of them, first of all. And then I have to really carve out so that they're like eyebrow shaped. A lot gets taken off. So tweezing them just takes forever and ever. And I would have to do it like every few days. So anyway, I just wax them. But look good. Thank you. Thank you. And I really let them go for a long time. So I did like rip off a little skin, which is not uh, typical. For me, but so now I'm just, you know, going around with like some forehead scabs. But the I like eyebrows it. look fine. <laughs> I'm on board. I I've never too. I've never had my eyebrows down. My eyebrows are naturally arched. Oh, so lucky. Mm. Very yeah, lucky. Yeah. So the women in my all the women on my dad's side of the family, we all have naturally arched eyebrows. And uh I'll send you guys a picture of me like as a baby. I'll never forget I like went to my granny went to open the door and I was like behind her and I'll never forget an adult woman was like, "Oh my god, who arches your eyebrows?" And I was like, "I'm 7. <laughs> I I'm 7. I I, I'm going back to watch TV. <laughs> I oh my had God. never heard that before. I was like, I don't know what that means. Oh my God. Shantira, yes. I'll send you a picture of myself as a baby. This is like, one I of, love baby Casey oh too. God, Cause you yes. have the same, you have the same face. I love anybody oh. who has like a ba- like they're a baby and then they grow up. You're like, Oh my God, that's a, <laughs> that's your baby face. <laughs> there was a time when I guess my dad left his razor down on the edge of the, oh, no. the bathtub and I picked it up and I just, was like shaved the only thing that I could think to shave, which was my eyebrows. I shaved my <laughs> eyebrows like completely off. How and old were it you? was like 
I was very little, probably like three, maybe. Oh my <laughs> gosh. I'm glad you didn't shave your face. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but I re- just remember like it was a big drama in my house that I shaved my eyebrows off. And then <laughs> I remember my mom trying to like pencil my eyebrows back in so that I looked normal <laughs> because I'm sure she was probably like, people are going to think I'm letting my kid play with a razor. I just looked insane. And it was right before my birthday. And I just remember. So I have like a picture of myself like on a hippity hop in a bathing suit with like no eyebrows. Wait, I thought you were going to say you were on the hippity hop in a bathing suit with drawn on eyebrows. And I was ready. <laughs> no, no. My, for that aunt, pic. <laughs> my favorite aunt was a hairstylist. And I remember her being like to my mom, like, it's not working. You have to stop. Just, they'll come back very soon, but you can't keep doing this. I feel really lucky that my 90s brows grew back. So many, yeah, uh, yeah. so many white girls were not so lucky. They were, the, y'all was doing some thin eyebrows back I then. Never I, was super a, thin. Yeah. I never went super yeah, thin. I never went super thin. They were very thin because they they don't grow back that much. I, mm-hmm. I have friends who like, because we were in our uh, like middle school when you really started doing that. Mm-hmm. When uh, in the early 2000s is when uh, low rise jeans and skinny yeah. eyebrows were big. And there's girls that I went to high school with where... Them brows didn't come back. It was such a bad time for me. It was such a bad because like to get those skinny eyebrows, impossible. Low rise jeans. I have like a super high butt crack. That was terrible <laughs> for me. You know, well, two things about that. Number one, I'm doing this Girls Five Eva, and there are yeah. these flashbacks that take place in the '90s. And also, Casey, same. I do not have the body for a low rise jean, <laughs> and I got a hot bod. I'm en- I enjoy my body. <laughs> But yeah. there is a jean that looks hot on my bod, and it is not a low rise. And you like a, an extremely high rise. Jean. I need a high I like rise. A, I yeah, need I high, need a high rise. I have a high, <laughs> small-ish waist. Like my, but my weight, my smallish part is high. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm like short. My girlfriend calls it a tall butt. When you a have tall a tall butt, butt. Yeah. have a, have a, you have a tall butt. You have a tall. But butt. I'm like yeah. I'm, I'm like <laughs> curvy and go in and out, but. It's someone just tried to FaceTime me from a number I don't know. What the fuck? Absolutely not. That no, (laughs) no, ever. Also, I barely FaceTime surprise FaceTime with numbers I do know. (laughs) I love a surprise FaceTime only to Casey. She's the only person I do. Okay, because I would like never not take a call from you, but I will one hundred percent not take a FaceTime from you (laughs) and be like, "Oh, sorry, sorry, I was sick." (laughs) Um, but anyway yeah but I'm just gonna have to I don't know I need yeah my waist I'm short-waisted and in the is that's a thing I have long-legged and short-waisted and in the 90s when that was all the rage that low low rise it just looks ridiculous on me and you can't sit down you got to be standing up all the time my butt comes out like (laughs) I am not made for that gene yeah. It's and so much, and like everybody's butt comes out of it. Everybody, everybody saw butt. so much of the top of everyone's butt crack, but you can <laughs> feel it. And when it's getting near the hole, that's dangerous. <laughs> like that, when the waistband of your pants is about to reveal your butt's outlet, that is not. It's not for me. <laughs> butt's outlet is really getting me. I'm in a giggle butt's mood today. I am moving into a place now for a period of time while I work on this show here in New York City. And Shantira just moved into her beautiful new apartment. And Casey hasn't been in her house that long. And 
we're going to use FrameBridge. It makes it easier and more affordable than ever to frame your favorite things without ever leaving your house. You can add a gallery wall to your home office or you can send the perfect gift. The holidays are coming. You know what your parents want? Pictures of you or your children or you and your children or you and your pets. So here's what you do. Art prints, diplomas, photos. You can frame bridge anything you want. Here's how it works. Go to framebridge.com. I'm doing it today. Upload your photos or or they'll send you packaging to safely mail in your physical pieces. You can like preview the item online in dozens of different frame styles and gallery wall layouts. You choose your favorite ones. You get free recommendations from their designers. The experts at Framebridge will custom frame your item and deliver your finished piece directly to your door, ready to hang on the wall. And instead of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds that you would pay at the framing store, I don't know if you guys have taken things because it's like even when I go to um, the places that are like the chain places to get things framed, I'm always like, it's how much? It's so expensive. Yeah. Have you had that experience? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. too much. It's wild. But not with Framebridge. And it takes a really Bridge. long time. Forever. They're like, yeah. that'll be $3,000 if you want the anti-glare <laughs> glass. Yeah. And you can have it in February 2021. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> so I just want to send it off. I just want to send it off and it'll come to me when it's ready and easy peasy. I know exactly what I'm going to get done from Framebridge. Do you want to hear? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So we bought our house from a family that lived here for like over 45 years. Mm-hmm. And in the driveway, they when they poured the concrete driveway, their little kids wrote their names in the concrete. And it's so sweet. And I see it every day. So I'm going to do like a, a rubbing of that and then get it framed and send it to the old owners of our house. <gasps> oh my God. That's, that's so the nicest thing. Nice. That's, well, is that, does that count as your one for someone else? Maybe, yeah. Okay, so maybe there's one for you in there. Is there like a piece of art or something that you want to get framed? Oh my gosh, so many things. Yeah, I have to go through. We try to like rotate out what we hang up because, you know, you only have so much wall space. So, uh, yeah, so I'm going to pick Speak for new. yourself. I'm all <laughs> wall space. <laughs> we, have so, we have so many windows that there's hardly any walls. I'm just going to like, I'm going to get like a ton of like unicorn things printed out for cricket, just like a bunch of little women stills printed out for birds. Well, that's probably copyrighted. I probably can't do that. But um, (laughs) but anyway, guys, our listeners are going to get 15% off their first order at framebridge.com when they use the code OURBEST. We're really excited about this. Go to framebridge.com and use promo code OURBEST to save an additional 15% off your first order. Just go to framebridge.com, promo code OURBEST. Framebridge.com, promo code OURBEST. Athena Club offers safe and sustainable self-care essentials all in one spot. Is that a good one? Yeah, that's a good one. I liked it. Anyway, Athena Club's awesome. Have you guys been hitting it up? Yeah. Or just the razor. Good razor. You like the razor. Yeah. Oh yeah, I love I, the razor because you can they put they give you a little magnet for it on the wall so it doesn't get um it doesn't rust. I was like, oh hell yeah. They really just, thought about it. I know. Because I I try I don't love the disposables. I mean, I'm not gonna mm-hmm. and I don't like paying too much money. You know it's not great for hit razors when they are always have to be locked up at the store. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's like the item that's like, behind, like you have to call someone over to get them out. But then we're in the Athena Club specifically for razors. their razors. Anyway, they're very sharp, patented blades. It's expertly designed. Like Shantira said, the magnet is the cool because the razor just sticks there. It doesn't like fly off in the shower and hit your toe and cut your foot. That Did I ever tell you about before. when I cut my butt with a razor in the shower? <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Because just what you're talking about, because like I like <laughs> I ha- was shaving my legs and then I went to like do, you know, shave behind the back of my legs. But because it was a small shower, I bumped my arm and hit the hand with the razor in it. It went flying up over my head and like bonked me on the butt and then <laughs> fell to the floor of the shower. And then when I bent over to get it, Wow, did that hurt? Because <laughs> like the shower water just went into like the cut. Oh, I know that the feeling. Cut. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, so anyway, listen, I appreciate that magnet. Is all I'm saying. My butt <laughs> appreciates that magnet. I have to say, it's like so genius, and I don't know why it's taken More so long for someone yeah. to have the ingenuity. But I will say, Athena Club Razor, we love you. Um. But the best part probably is that the razor kit's only $9, which includes two of the five blade razor heads. Your choice of the color. I went pink. What's yeah, yours? I, went, I got a little like a pastel blue. Yeah, nice. same. I got the blue. Ugh, of course. Anyway, <laughs> um, and it doesn't stop at Incredible Razors with Athena Club because they carry all self care, uh, the self-care essentials you need, period care, body care, a probiotic, multivitamin, and every product, vegan and cruelty-free. So here's the deal, guys. Stop using razors that under-deliver and cut your butt and switch to... I'm sorry. I, they probably wouldn't like that. But um, <laughs> that fall off the wall and then maybe c- cut your butt. But anyway, switch <laughs> to Athena Club. Sign up today and you'll get 20% off your first order. Just go to athenaclub.com and use the promo code BEST. That's A-T-H-E-N-A-C-L-U-B.com with promo code BEST for 20% off. Um, Shantira, what about you? Where are you doing your best at? Um, what am I doing my best at? I went and got tested for COVID this morning. Uh, So I think I'm doing my best at taking everything seriously. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm doing my best at that. I'm doing my best at that. Senators at the confirmation hearing who like tested positive three days ago or Lindsey Graham who for sure is positive and like refuses Uh, to get tested. you know what's wild to me is mm. that um, as I've gotten older, we've talked about this before, that I've realized that I am really good at like setting boundaries and not letting other people like really like fuck me over. You're the and, best like, at setting boundaries, by yeah, the way. Yeah, we were I, talking I, like, about it. I want to compliment you on it because it's something that I've struggled with in my life and I me always too. try to learn something from people and that's mm-hmm. like my big lesson from Shantira is like yeah. how to set a boundary. I agree. Yeah, I haven't I, learned that yet, but like boundaries, who is she? I, what is she? I doing? love. <laughs> Who is she? Where, Where is, is she? she? 
Uh, I do love a boundary. Uh, my parents, we've talked about this before too, but my parents did a really good job of listening to me and like respecting boundaries. Mm. And then when I got older, I learned what that was. I was like, oh, my dad does that. Like when he says he's not going to say something anymore, he does that. So like, <laughs> I was like, doesn't your dad? And people would be like, girl, no. no. But uh, <laughs> I'm watching it and it's like, there are people that have been tested positive for COVID just talking with no mask. And like, if I was like a whole ass Senator, I'd be like, I think the fuck not you trick ass bitch. You better put on a mask or I'm not coming in here. And people are just like not doing it. And I'm like, what are the boundaries? If you have like, the like if you're strong enough to be like i want to be a senator i'm going to do that you got to be strong enough to be like also i'm gonna wear a mask because that man could kill me so right. it really kills me watching people just be like so we just go ignore that they got a deadly virus that could kill you and you just gonna sit in that room i just don't okay. understand okay. like it's i don't so, understand yeah i don't get it either <laughs> i really don't get it it's so yeah. it, i mean it's obviously all of this so much of the last four years has defied logic to me. Truly, and like, truly. And like- Absurd, what, absurdity. It's absurd. But this- It's absurd. Week, these last two decades, <laughs> the, the past two weeks, have been some of the most surreal, like, like futuristic, like, but dystopian I, fucking yeah. insanity. Like I truly Saunders. think that we're going to have George to take Saunders. like Salvador Dali's paintings down and just put pictures of our senate up <laughs> there is no more surrealism like fuck a melting clock just show me a screenshot <laughs> of lindsey amy graham. coney barrett and lindsey graham or just like take a picture of that rose garden thing and just be like and then we have 2020 surrealism it is a new <laughs> visionary feat because you can't you couldn't you couldn't paint it like I just this is say, the new like, surreal I I do I I do feel like in a weird way I hope that this is uh doing the opposite of the intended effect like it's making people stuff. vote it's I, I believe so it fucked. um okay well I want to tell you two more things I in the middle of the night as I was like oh my god trying to deal with this wrap my head emotionally around this thing with my house. What are we going to do? What's going to happen? I don't know. We'll find out next week, guys. Well, I'll know by next week. Because here's the thing, no matter what, like if we end up, which we weren't necessarily planning on, but like maybe if this is the right thing and we sell the house to these people, like Mark can take the girls back, but I will not be able to go back to the house because I'm working here. And so I would have to quarantine for 14 days and I can't, there's no time to do that. We start shooting on Monday. So, so you yeah. don't get to back, go back to say goodbye to your house. I would never, yes, I will never, like when I left for three weeks to come to New York, like that's it. I'll never, it's weird. I don't know. But it's just like a it's, wild thing to like wrap your head around. And it's just because of this like really intense time that we're living in that, you know, and I've, you know, I bought, we bought the house. I always say I and Mark in therapy was like, it really bums me out how you always say I bought or my kids. <laughs> and when we like do these things, I was like, yeah, that's fair. But like we bought, <laughs> <laughs> we bought the house when 
I'm not going to say we were pregnant. I was fucking pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) I was pregnant with Birdie. And, you know, we like brought her home from the hospital to that house. Yeah. Obviously, Cricket was born in that house too. We lived there for almost 14 years. We bought the house almost 14 years ago. Was I pregnant? Yes. Wait, 14 years? No, 13 years ago. We bought the house exactly 13 years ago this month. Yeah. Um, The end of this month. Okay, no, November. November? (laughs) No, I got pregnant. What is time? This is so (laughs) true. Oh, I got pregnant on Thanksgiving with Birdie. Thanksgiving night. Happy Thanksgiving. Must have been turkey. a good turkey. <laughs> turkey. Usually a turkey makes you go to sleep. Birdie is kind of passing out that I know that I got pregnant that night. Anyway, so whatever. It was December. We bought it December of 2008, 2009, 2007. December of 2007. You guys, I had to, I'm really struggling right now in case you can't tell. I was up all night trying to just like make sense of how I would even do that, what would make sense to me, how I could like... Because Casey pointed out to me yesterday when we were on the phone that my parents like essentially sold my childhood home when I was away at college. And Mm -hmm. I came back or like they like were like, guess what? We sold the house. And I was like, what? The house wasn't for sale. That was never on the market. My mom's like, I know, but I was showing clients a house in the neighborhood and they loved the floor plan of the house on Del Platino. And I said, but they didn't like the exterior. And I was like, well, that's just like my house. We have the same floor plan and we're two blocks away. And then I, they just said, well, can we buy, see your house? And so I just took them over here to show it to them. And then they just made us an offer we couldn't refuse. And <laughs> I was like, so devastated by it. Like I felt like I had no, like I, I felt kicked out. Like, yeah, which I know it'll yeah. be different for these kids because- they get to go home. We're also- They get to see it, yeah. But also, like, they're not gone forever. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're not 18, like, going off to college and coming back and right. your parents are like, bye, all your stuff is gone. And we, instead <laughs> of, like, you and your sister having bedroom, we're just going to have one bedroom in the new house that will be for either one of you to stay in. With, you know, and it's like, wait, what? And it's going to be also just, like, furniture that we like and- <laughs> you're going to have none of your stuff there, you know? So it's like, yeah, it was really traumatic for me. Yeah. But this is a different situation and I need to remember to always separate myself from that. But this is what I want to say. Up all night, losing my shit. Guys, I, I like in my delirium, I think I bought, I was like, I've been going nuts. This place, this house that we're staying in is so nice, really beautiful. It's all gray. Like everything is like gray and <laughs> Yeah, brown. it does look like gray. Not to... It looks like what's that Christian Gray? It looks like a, like a, a like a single like a single rich dude was like yes. I know what ladies like yes. silver and gray wolf yes. stuff. Yes, yes, yes. Shantira, you fucking. That's what it looks it. like. Okay, well, in the middle of the night, I want you to know how many legit like fluorescent rugs I purchased online. Like okay. truly went bananas there is anywhere from a color three you, you some color to 15 rugs that are going to show up at this house <laughs> in the next and artwork i bought like post like prints and i was just like at least i mean at least i'm just gonna make it like i'm gonna 
just put some color on the wall. I don't even know what's happening, guys. I've lost my mind. Um, but I feel like if I can just get some throw pillows, some colorful rugs. It'll yeah. match the gray. It'll be great. It'll be okay. <laughs> you have like a nice neutral background. Yeah. And then but you'll just color. You, I know. But can I tell you the girls' bedrooms are yeah. so cute. Like oh, the good. cutest. I Because they didn't, they had these, people it's like part this house was like partially furnished um and they had two boys Mm -hmm. and so we were like we don't need any of that stuff like we'll just and I just pottery barn kids it you know targeted it targeted yeah a lot and birdie is like all in her little women phase and so she has like this cute little Little Women, Urban Outfitters, Preteen, Vines, and lights and shit. And yeah. Cricket got the house bed that she had always dreamed of from Pottery Barn Kids. Oh, nice. And it's real cute. I'll take pictures. I'll put the pictures online. So anyway, I'm trying to do my best of like keeping everything in perspective. I am really overextending myself, but I think it's worth it if I can stay sane and remember to be a good person in the process. Well, I think I think you don't have to remember to be a good person because you are a good person. The the being sane part is something you really have, because I know every once in a while I lose it. I'm like, what the literal fuck is going on? <laughs> you know? And then I'm like, I just I'll keep it together. But like the good person part will come easy. It's the keeping it together. It's hard out here, man, because also if you're a good person, it's harder to keep it together right now. If you're just a piece of shit, you're having a gay old time and not the fun kind of gay. You know what? (laughs) You remind me of something that someone said to me right when I had Birdie. And I was really like, if you've read my book, you know that I had really intense postpartum anxiety. Mm -hmm. But I just was like, so focused. I was like, I'm just not going to be a good mom. Like, I'm just not going to be able to do this and like be good Mm -hmm. at it. And I just want to be good for her. Like I want her, it's already stacked against her with me being her Mm -hmm. mom. Do you know what I mean? Because no, in a way it sort of is. I'm not normal, like a normal mom in quotation marks, Mm -hmm. but I'm not like, there's no way I could ever be that. Right. Like I'm never going to be the, like, I can volunteer at the PTA to like, do the merch, you know, but then it like, whatever. I'm just saying I'm yeah. never, there's a lot that like she has to deal with that is unique and unusual. And then on the other side of it, she gets really amazing things like people from, you know, Brooklyn Nine-Nine saying, sending a video for her for happy birthday, right? Right? Like yeah. I try to like give my kids these experiences. It ebbs and it flows. Yeah. Correct, correct. But um, a friend of mine said, you know, the only people I ever worry about as parents are the ones who say that it's going great. And yeah. that they're like, and that they're like nailing it. That like if makes you're so much sense. Yeah. yeah. And like, I yeah. actually noticed that with like school parents and stuff that like the ones that are like, Oh my God, she's a dream. She always has been a dream. Like my kid is, a dream. Like your kid's a fucking nightmare. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I fully remember living in Brooklyn and I was young when I had my first son. 
uh, people would always ask if we were the nannies, me and my husband, because mm-hmm. we were so much younger than everyone that had kids in Brooklyn. And I remember like, you know, running into this mom that I would always see and like holding my son. And she's like going on and on about like how advanced her baby is and like how it's just been such a pleasure. And then like for a second, like getting my confidence shaking and then like looking at her baby crawling around. And I'm like, well, your uh, advanced baby is eating dog shit right now. So <laughs> our kids are very very lucky. Yes. And that's not to say that things aren't rough sometimes because we both have like challenging issues as parents, I know. But for every one challenging thing about it, there are 10 things about it that are wonderful and I wouldn't change. Your kids are lucky. Well, that reminds me one other thing I'm doing this week, which this is Wednesday, guys, Wednesday. Uh, and uh, I for years, for the last decade, have volunteered and donated time and money to this organization in LA called Holly Grove. And I love Holly Grove because what it does is it provides like really essential mental health services to kids and teenagers and support to families in Los Angeles, like who are otherwise have no access to it, like no ability to. And like one of the things that you're saying, Casey, it's like, whatever challenges like we have with our kids, I know that I can afford or I would make it work in Mm -hmm. order to like get it figured out, whatever the help I needed, right? So anyway, I love Holly Grove. We normally do this like fundraiser that's like a fundraiser that, you know, everybody does it, you know, that you go to. And we can't do that. So they were doing this like 10 days of giving and the last day is Thursday. And so Mm -hmm. I am going to do today, all day Wednesday for 24 hours, I'm going to do like a $10,000 match. So if Mm -hmm. anyone donates any amount of money, donate a fucking dollar, I don't care. And then you um, post in your stories the receipt, you know, then Mm -hmm. I'll like match it. So it's two to one. So like I'll double all of the things. So I'm doing that today. Oh, great. Yes. Anyone wants to do it. Um, I know there's lots of stuff. Oh, and then the last thing I wanted to tell you guys was about how I got um, really, really drunk on Saturday night on accident because- (laughs) On on accident? Yes. (laughs) Our kids are still doing Zoom school in Los Angeles and like, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, this is definitely, they're definitely staying for the time being in their Zoom schools. There's no reason Mm -hmm. to- switch that, right? Yeah. Um, well, except for if you sell your house in Los Angeles. Casey? I'm, j- I'm, uh, I'm just Bridges. bringing up something you might not have thought of. Bridges when we get there. Bridges, Anyways, yeah. sorry to interrupt. Bridges sorry when interrupt. we cross them. Um, okay. So, yeah, that's a good point, though. Truly. But anyway, but the school that Cricket goes to, Bertie had gone to, this is so weird to me, but like the fanciest schools are the ones that do fundraisers like you're already paying money but then on top of it you have to donate money and it's like yeah how many more fucking 3d printers do you need elementary (laughs) school you know what I mean anyway I love the school I love the elementary school that cricket goes to and every year for the last 10 years there's been this like East side families. Cause it's really in the Valley, but like we li- mm-hmm. all, I, a lot of people live in Hollywood and their kids like mm-hmm. go over the hill to the school, like East side families, wine tasting fundraiser thing. And so like five <laughs> families co-host it. 
And then there's like a sommelier comes and there's like wine and the parents like get tipsy. And it's always like so much fancier than uh, that's how I know that my kids went to medium school (laughs) because we had like a disco night and I found one of the moms vomiting into a preschool sized toilet. Okay, to be fair, to be fair, that's, I mean, people get, have gotten, historically speaking, wasted at the wine yeah. tasting event. You that's know the I mean? point. Right. Regardless of the, regardless of the, of the fanciness level, the point is to get drunk. Right. At your kid's school. But so I sort of, I had said when the, the couple that like had been the main like hosts putting it together their last kid graduated last year. Anyway, at the event when I was like drunk and the guy who had like done it for however many years was like, I guess, I don't know if anyone, this is the ninth year. I can't believe we didn't make it to 10 years. If anyone wants to take it for the the 10th annual wine tasting event. I was like, Mark and I are gonna host it at our house no. next year. <laughs> no, but he knew what he was doing. He knew what he was doing. He, yeah. You don't ask that in totally. the beginning. You ask that at the end. You totally. get them good and drunk, baby. Totally. Soft up. And Mark was like, "We are." I was like, "Yes, this is so exciting." So, um, so it went out like in January of last year. I picked the fall because I think wine is cozy, and you yeah. want it to be the fall when you're drinking wine. And so anyway, COVID. And so then two weeks ago, my friend, my very good friend, Sam, who's married to Colin, my ex-boyfriend from college, uh, (laughs) called because she's like the head of the like party committee or whatever. And she's like, babe, are you still doing this fundraiser? It's in two weeks. And I was like, what? (laughs) I mean, it's, there's no, what? What, How would I, I'm a new, uh, sure. No, we're totally doing it. And she's like, okay, yeah, I just wanted to check in because like I hadn't heard anything, but like, you know, you do have like a lot of people who have RSVP'd and like, I think, you know, it'd be great if you can figure out a way to do it, but you have to figure out a way to do it. And I was like, mm-hmm, I'm on it. I got it on lock. So- also, shout out to Sam because she knew you hadn't did shit. And she said, let me go and call Busy and be like, oh my gosh, girl, you did it already, right? I'm sure right? you have it under control. under control. But I'm just calling to say, I know that you're already doing it. Do you need help doing what you're doing? I swear to God, that oh, is okay. what she said. Do you need help doing she's, what you're already what doing? You're already she doing she's yeah. the best she was like let me call she this is. girl i know she did not do it she is. so <laughs> so anyway so i was like yes on it so i sent an email to marley who is the woman who has the best pizzas ever lamora pizzeria here mm-hmm. and it, it was like a pizza truck and they always thought they were going to open like brick and mortar and then covid happened they were doing pop-ups and then COVID happened and now, and they figured out how to make their pizzas like frozen. Have I sent mm-hmm. you any, Casey? Have you had any? I know you're allergic to gluten. We, we went to their we, restaurant, we've, right? We've yeah. eaten it. No, we ate it like yes. one of the pop-ups. Yeah, one you of the pop-ups. Nelson. Yes, yes. Um, anyway, uh, so they started making their pizzas frozen and they like released them on Friday and they're always sold out. And they're just like awesome. And they're, she and Zach are just cute, good people. And then she even was like, I mean, she's incredible. They started doing like a one-for-one frozen pizza where they were like, when you bought a frozen pizza, they would then donate one to like the South Central food bank thing. And then they like, they're just, she's dope. So I had talked to her, I guess, 
a year ago <laughs> about them catering this event. Yeah. And so I reached out to her and I was like, I don't know if you remember this, but I was supposed to host this thing. And I did this <laughs> in two weeks. And what am I doing? And she's like, well, I guess we could deliver, you know, two pizzas to the house and maybe like I can get my friend who opened this natural wine bar in East Hollywood to put, to do bottles of wine. But so, so we figured it out. And then I was like, great. And she's like, do you want to make like cute, maybe you want to make like cute tote bags? I was like, mm -hmm. <laughs> of course I, I do. Love, that's how you know you like are a good person. You surround yourself with bad bitches. That's what happens. Cause you're like, what should we do? And it's like, I don't know. I know you've already thought of this, but maybe we should do this thing you thought of. Right. And it's like, yeah, girl. I was like, let's mm -hmm. do it. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Right yes. So anyway, so then I was like, yeah, tote bags on it. So then I sent the email out to the other host people. And Casey and I had been talking with this singer songwriter and he's got such a beautiful voice. And he started this thing called Side Door where you can like have live events and concerts and like Shantira, like you could do stand up and like people ticket, like they get tickets and it's non-transferable. So like you can't just let people in on the Zoom. Yeah. Anyway, so I reached out to Dan and I was like, I need to do this fundraiser thing in, let's be honest, now it's a week. It's like, a, it's like a little over a week. We have to do it in 72 I mean, hours. Truly. And it's Dan Mangan, by the way, Dan if you want to look him up. Okay, Mangan. Dan Mangan. Dan Mangan. Cool. So anyway, so I was like, Dan, I need to do this thing. And can we use Side Door? And um, also maybe do you want to play like just a few songs maybe? Like, do you think that could be a thing that you do? And he's like, yeah, sure. Okay. And so then he was like sending me texts. And so I sent out a thing to the host committee and I was like, oh my gosh, you guys. So we're getting pizzas and <laughs> delivered in tote bags. And uh, Dan is going to sing a few songs. And then my friend Simran, who I think you guys all know, uh, yes. who was, of course, was on the host committee with me. And she wrote back and she was like, do you know how much people paid for these tickets? And I was like, I did not. And she told me and then I was like, we're going to have to add more to this. <laughs> and she was like, uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So then we got like, there are those meat and cheese boards from Lady and Larder that I love. Oh, I love yeah. Lady and Larder. Just even if you are in LA, follow them because they are so aesthetically pleasing. They it's ship like, around it's the country gorgeous. now. She's here. They so, ship around the country. Oh, yeah. Order it. Order it. It's so pretty. And it's just like, have you ever seen a fig next to a honeycomb? Just get with it. Get with it. <laughs> I mean, just like get on board with how beautiful it's those. It's so pretty. Oh, I'm yes. like, yes. So, these olives, this prosciutto, beautiful. We're, <laughs> I want to say, four days away. And at this point, Simran is like, on board and she's like also helping me to execute yes. and to like coordinate with people. Cause I'm in New York too. Yeah. And so what I'll do is like, she will, she would text me and I would already be asleep at night. <laughs> and then I yeah. would wake up at like seven, six 30 in the morning here. And she would be asleep. She would be sound asleep. And I would like respond to all the things I could <laughs> respond to. And then during the day when I was like, away doing stuff and she's in her zoom writer's room for her the tv show she's on she would like respond to the emails and then email me at night and then like it, the whole thing would start again so we get the meat and cheese boards taken care of great then i'm like but we need something else like dan singing a few songs is so amazing but guys you know how i'm oh, such a magic bitch 
I yeah. love magic. And I was like, oh, that's, that's it. We should have a virtual magician. Not thinking that most people are like- Don't, don't love don't magic. Don't love magic. <laughs> don't I love magic. Love mag- I love magic. I went to a wedding once and like they had a, a, mag- a magician doing um, sleight of hand, which is my favorite. And there was this man next to me and he was like, you know, it's fake. And I was like, first of all, shut the fuck up. I'm at a wedding. <laughs> I'm at a wedding and we're trying to enjoy ourselves. And if you want to shit on this man who's making this lemon disappear right in front of me, do it after I leave. Okay. Do not ruin this magic for me. <laughs> I swear to God, I hate ma- magic naysayers. They're such yeah, like it's so. I annoying. know, like you know, it's not real. Obvious, I know, not an idiot, idiot. Yeah, I know. Just let me enjoy this. Yes. Also, fun story. One time, I was uh, standing in line at LACMA, and I met Vanessa Williams' brother, Chris Williams. And he did magic for me in line. Oh my God, <laughs> that's magic amazing. and hot. <laughs> you got the hot man to do. magic magic for you wait, yeah he did magic for me truly amazing okay wait so so i sent <laughs> yes. the email out to the other host committee and i swear you could hear the crickets come through <laughs> like i was like guys i have the best idea a virtual people don't magician. love magic they don't love it like we and love it the one email back from amy who was like on the host committee one of the moms on the host committee was like well i defer to you biz and i was like <laughs> okay so i did a quick google search and i found this guy let me let me tell what a you guys flex. let me tell you something about Harrison Kramer magician and mentalist I liked his name Harrison because that was the name of my childhood dog that we loved that died and <laughs> truly and so I was just like yeah. Harrison Kramer great name I'm on board and so anyway it's all coming together and then at this point I sort of like lost steam and I was getting like yeah. depressed this was toward the end of last week and then Simran my friend Simran, really, this is like when, you're right, Shantira, I do surround myself with bad bitches. You and she and, <laughs> and Simran and my other friend, Katira, like Katira, who's- I uh, love Katira. Yes. Yeah, who's uh, Michael Ely's. Ely. I, you know, I can't ever remember. Um, people Michael Ely's a beautiful the, wife and she's amazing. She's amazing. So Katira and Simran, like, took over I was like clearly overwhelmed and like made all of the pieces come together for these like 50 deliveries of two pizzas three bottles of wine charcuterie <laughs> plate Simran added cookies from a woman in the valley named Dr. Shika <laughs> who makes yeah. cookies and the, some gluten-free too if anyone's into that and then we we had Dan and the magician lined up and I was like Fingers crossed it all works. And then the day before the event on Friday night, Simran texted me. So the sommelier from the the wine thing will tell us about the wines and then we'll get. And I was like, oh, right. It's supposed to be a wine. Oh, shit. I didn't ask her to do that. And so then I (laughs) I was like, and I wrote back to, I didn't. And Simran maybe will listen to this. I don't know. She's very busy. Like, I didn't even have the heart at that moment to be like, I fucking forgot to ask. I just was like, yep, she's going to be there. And then I <laughs> texted Marley from Lamora. So then Saturday comes around. I wake up super early, stressed. I'm like, it's fine, whatever. Getting it all together. It, like all is apparently happening in LA, going off without a hitch. People are getting their deliveries of their tote bags and the wines and all the things. Ray did order the tote bags. <laughs> um, and, uh, and you know, and I was just like, okay, great. And I guess it's like at eight tonight and Mark's like, 
it's at eight tonight in Los Angeles, busy. It's at 11 tonight here. And I was like, that's correct. That's right. I'm on a different <laughs> fucking time zone, right? <laughs> and I've been going to bed. I've been asleep by 1045. Yeah. So I, my roommate in college, Diana De Los Rios, always used to say, dude, if you're too tired, you just got to drink past it. So <laughs> show, show time, show time. And I started drinking past my tired and I just kept going. And then the show, the Natalie from Voodoo Vin came on, talked about the wine. Marley, we talked about the pizza a little bit. Dan sang some songs. It was so beautiful. And then Harrison the Kramer. Happened. The magic happened. You guys, it was truly magic. It was the best thing that I've ever experienced. It was so much fucking fun <laughs> that literally the Amy, who was like, defer to you, biz, like was texting this is amazing and I hate <laughs> magic. It was like the also, most love- fun. He was fantastic. And then Katira did ruin one of his tricks because oh, no. everybody was real drunk on wine. And she was like, no, that's not what I was. Mm-mm, that's not. What I was. You know, like, and, and then she was like, I feel so bad. I ruined him. And I was like, I think it's okay. She, who was drunk? I mean, right. you know. Um, but I just love, I loved him. And I want to say to all you people out there who are magic disbelievers and who have to do weird parties for your offices and your, I don't know, maybe you hire some local magicians because I really enjoyed this virtual magic thing. That's my maybe, takeaway. Maybe we should ask Harrison if he wants to perform a magic show for our listeners <gasps> that we host on Side Door oh with God. your friend Dan. Oh my God, should we do that? Casey, I love magic. Wouldn't that I'm be so board. fun? Yes. I love magic. That's my Merry- favorite thing that's ever happened. Why don't I we do love that? Magic. The holidays are coming up. I'm already fucking depressed. Me too. Because there's yeah. going to be nothing to do. I'm not even going to have a house. Right. Everybody, everybody <laughs> who comes is going to be people who like magic. So yeah. like, no, we don't have to worry I, about any like an, shitty people. No, you can be an Amy. You can be a like, magic's <laughs> not really my thing, but like I'm in for you and like whatever yeah, you but, like to do. But you know don't I mean? come to be rude. No, don't be mean. Be rude. Don't there, be rude about magic. There was Tell one dad you're... that was a little snotty and then even he was blown away. There's always a snotty, <laughs> there's always a snotty dad. Yeah. Um, yeah, tell us if you'd be into into that. Maybe we can see what what oh, Harrison's doing, I'm, and maybe we can. I'm host fine a if show. it's just the three of us. So <laughs> I'm just gonna say that 100 percent we're doing. It. I think it's so fun. I think magicians are so fun because if you meet a magician and they do a magic trick for you, that means they got dressed that morning and they were like, you know what, I'm gonna need this big ass quarter in my pocket. Who knows? I love that. I love that. They're just prepping for just maybe, maybe they get to do a, a magic trick for a stranger. And I fucking love that. I love it yeah. too, guys. I really love it. It makes me so happy. And, I do too. I love it. Uh, we got so many, everybody, like after Harrison signed off, that was the end of the show, the end of the Zoom. And I was just like, it was one in the morning. I was a legit brownout drunk. I was like, <laughs> oh my, like so like, blah. And I was like, I gotta go to bed, you guys. I love you. And they had like a Zoom after party. Like someone like, Ooh. someone like sent out a Zoom and was like, after party in this Zoom. <laughs> oh my and God. I was like, that's the best. I threw a really fun, successful fundraiser that now is gonna be parlayed into just a year long of Zoom magic events that we host. <laughs> 
Shout out to Harrison for making it happen, baby. I love it. I can't wait. Um, I, I'm a real magic bitch. I can't wait. Okay, so true magician of all things is our guest today. Yeah, segue. She is. Yeah, she, she truly. She makes. She makes magic. Truly. She makes magic with everything that she conceptualizes. Uh, Miranda July has been one of my favorite artists for as long as I can remember. Uh, we chatted with Miranda about the pivot that she had to make in her brain when the movie Kajillionaire was supposed to be released and then a global pandemic hit and other things that we wanted to talk about. I hope you enjoy it. Well, guys, I don't know if you were able to see this ad that I did that I participated in for uh, Warner's Bras. Um, But Warner's and Olga by Warner's asked me last year. No, it actually wasn't last year, guys. It was 2020. But it feels like last year because (laughs) of the way that the world has. (laughs) Yes. What has happened? But so I did this. I did this ad for them. But part of the reason why I did it is because I truly love those bras and I've been buying them since I was in college. Um, But I'm not alone. They've been supporting women for over 140 years. Well, and they really know their stuff. They're designed by women for women. They know real bodies and like what we want from bras. And they're not afraid to talk about, you know, the underarm bulge or cup spillage. And they make comfortable solutions for all of us, offering solutions for real women. And what I loved is that when we did the ad, uh, it was an all-female set. All, 100%. I'd never been on one before. And it wasn't just because I was going to be in my bra. It was because they, <laughs> like, awesome. they were like, let's do it. Um, well, Len- anyway, support and comfort. I say yes. I loved working with them. Visit Kohl's during the Love Your Bra event happening right now for buy one, get one 50% off all Warner's and Olga by Warner's bras. Uh, even all Warner's panties have a special deal of five for 35. Do we say panties? They say panties, but do we? I don't know what I say. Uh, even all of Warner's underthings, panties, underwear, whatever you like to call it. Some people have a real issue with the word panties. I don't personally. Drawers. Drawers. Let's bring back drawers. Thongs. G-strings. Boy shorts. They're having a special deal of five for $35. That's a great deal. The event is happening now through October 18th. Get some new undies on your bod. So say goodbye to your problems. <laughs> and hello to Warners and Olga by Warners. Shop now at Kohl's.com. I'm not going to lie. I've declared no babies for me. 2020. <laughs> no more babies. 2020. Even though I think it would help my career. I really do. <laughs> do you? <laughs> yeah, you know I'm right. Every, every, every like actor, host, like personality, a baby means a bump. Like everybody gets super excited about a baby. It's yeah. More, more publicity. Yeah. It's truly. Yeah. You're right. I'm not wrong. I'm you're savvy in that way. I just am not making decisions based on my savviness. You know what I mean? No, wait. 
wait a minute. Yeah. Wait, that's not what I meant um, to say. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to... I'm going to congratulate you on being ambitious, but not ambitious enough to have a baby just to get a career bump. I don't need the career bump that a baby would bring because I also know the other thing that a baby would bring, which would be too much work for me right now. (laughs) (laughs) But that's not to say that you shouldn't have a baby if you want one. Or A lot of people still want them. A lot of people still are interested in having those babies. And you know what? we're already in like, like we can't have a children of men situation happening. So keep making the babies. And here's the deal. You might be like, Ugh, can I have a baby? What's my fertility doing? I don't even know. Well, here's where modern fertility is going to come in uh, and help you out. It's kind of amazing. And honestly, we're all going to do it just because we want to see where our ovaries and our eggs are at. Yeah, uh, I'm really interested in my hormones, baby. Right. So this is so what modern <laughs> fertility is, guys, is it is a kit, like a modern fertility hormone test. And you can think of your fertility hormones as little detectives. They bring you a lot of insight into your egg count, your reproductive timeline, and even possible outcomes for egg freezing or IVF. Um, everything that you need to know to get proactive about your fertility, um, you can get this important fertility insight without even having to go to the doctor or even leaving your house. And maybe this is a thing that like, you're like, "Mm, I'm curious about this. This is where modern fertility is for you. It is interesting that like you spend so much time in your teen years and twenties, maybe for a lot of us, Uh, just trying not to get pregnant. And then all of a sudden you're like, decide you want a baby with a person or with yourself. And you're like, oh shit, can I get pregnant? Yeah. You know? It's good to know. It's good to know. I think so many people, so many women spend so much time wondering just about, you know, just wondering about like what's going on in there. Yes. And knowledge is power. And like, you know, you want to know about your future. And listen, just because a baby is too much work for me today, this year, and essentially next year as well. (laughs) What if we find out that my fertility is on par with a 32-year-old and not a 41-year-old as I am? But what if in two years, I'm like, hey, maybe it's babies 2022. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. And then we'll will know my fertility levels. So anyway, that's why Modern Fertility was created. It's easy, it's affordable, um, and it's a way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick. Mail it in with a prepaid label, and then you're going to get your personalized results in 10 days. It's like doing your dog's DNA, only more fun. No poop. No poop. <laughs> and traditional testing, I don't know if you guys know this, I I actually never did this, but a lot... But my friends who have the testing can be very, very expensive, over $1,000 um, a lot of times. Uh, but Modern Fertility only costs $159 and you get the same information. And right now, if you go to modernfertility.com slash best, B-E-S-T, you can get $20 off your test. Um, so right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash best. That means your test will cost $139 instead of the hundreds or thousands it could cost at a doctor's office. So get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash best. modernfertility.com slash 
fest. Okay, let's get into this. Hello, Miranda July. Okay. Hi, Miranda, Miranda July. Hi. Miranda, this I, is The fact Shantira. that I look like hi. I know you guys <laughs> from listening to this. <laughs> um, oh. And from the show. Um, uh, I don't, I was in a, I don't get gussied up for podcasts. Like I'm not, <laughs> I mean, I would for busy, you know, for sure. But just so you know, like I. For everyone at home who can't see Miranda, she looks amazing. Yeah, you look she so looks great. Hollywood, Hollywood starlet. starlet from Days of Yore, and yeah. it's a it's a red, a bold red lip, and a red blouse that is just it's amazing. It's I'm yeah. sorry that you all can't see it, but busy took a pic. So I was on Seth Meyers, and before me was Cecily Strong. Uh huh. Um, she had like amazing breasts. <laughs> <laughs> And I was, you know, it's like kind of high stakes. You're watching them right before you go on. Sure. But I was so inspired by her breasts that I ran out and got like a clip and got no. my makeup <laughs> person to like clip it this back so that hopefully a little like, <laughs> open. There's a little oh my God. <laughs> I don't think Just it really little- I also had to tape these two things to the side with tape this is too visual for a podcast anyways <laughs> just a shout out to other the cleavage of other women you know is that is that something that you that's something that you you fall victim to yourself that of of like comparison in terms of like that like I did just to me Miranda I feel like, like why are you even trying there's no you to me strike me as somebody who would be like who cares about boobs? Oh, no, I care. I care. Uh, <laughs> I, was like, I was also like, oh, in contrast, I'm going to look like very, very school marmish, <laughs> albeit from the 30s. You know, and I was like, is it too late to be like a ripper stool- school <laughs> I'd imagine those ha- existed in the 30s. But that's like, yeah. it's also like a very Betty Page thing. And I do think yeah. that some people, humans, prefer a tits out moment. And some humans I- prefer a 1930s school marm where we have to do all the work ourselves yeah. in no, our heads. Of course, of course. I mean, I'm counting I mean, on Yeah, counting I mean, on it. I also... <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think this look is a vibe. So like, mm. I really do like uh, a look that like everybody can't pull off. So like, I think this look is a vibe. So that's just me. Also, uh, you have a firsty lasty name. Miranda July is a name you. I I personally feel you got to say the whole thing. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's good. I say Miranda July a lot when I reference. It's good. You. Well, it's instead of it's just Miranda. joyful to say Miranda. Yeah, July. it's just like a it's a good name. You don't want to waste it by splitting it in half. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> my child says, um, like, we'll be at you know somewhere public, and they'll call out Miranda July. <laughs> <laughs> not, like they like saying the whole thing, and I'm like, like <laughs> you're not I like, like that. Like so well known or something. It just seems very ident. I don't know. Birdie also will scream Busy Phillips. <laughs> in public but sh- she does it as like an instigating thing <laughs> like not she's not trying to find me she's trying to like call you out show me that she knows what she's capable <laughs> like her power um Great. but I do think they'd get along um 
So I've how never, are things? I'm, Wait, are you on like this full press tour for Kajillionaire? Yes, I am. Um, which is funny because it's really like I am. And then I run home to teach distance learning and then I run back and it's, um, it's different. Like it's a different feeling from like being in a hotel room and like there's people all around you taking care of your needs and you're in well, a and, like, and like, also you when you say you're leaving, you're going to like your my office. office, my studio where I am now, um, which is lucky. Right. I mean, I really think and feel for all the people who are like just right next to each other. I mean, right. I yeah. how I would do it. It's, you know, how you do Seth Meyers right next to zoom Spanish class. I've had it there's been <laughs> overlap and it hasn't been pretty. Yeah. Wait, I uh, did Seth Meyers and Birdie was in the back room doing her zoom and cricket was in the front room doing her zoom and just by the grace, nobody came in while I was actually, <laughs> no one came into the bedroom while I was doing it. So yeah, it obviously, this is lucky, but, um, I will say I, I still sometimes like scream kind of like yell and scream on my way back home just to like, get it all out. Yeah. So I can yeah. come and be like, let me attend to your every need. (laughs) It's, it's so weird, but also the movie, when was the movie finished? Cause wasn't it in Sundance last year? No. Yes. Yeah. We finished. Well, it was at Sundance in January. So it it was right before now in June. Yeah. But that couldn't happen. And so when that, okay. I mean, I understand, listen, perspective is a given. We understand that you are a person that's deeply feeling and aware of the world. So obviously your first thought wasn't like, oh no, but what of my movie? But I guess my question is because so many of us, like Casey and I had like a big work thing that was just, I mean, I I didn't just disappeared. It's dead. Yeah. I mean, it's dead. Um, What was your sort of like, how did you handle it in those, like when it first happened in March, you sell the movie in January, right? Yeah. Do you do it independent? Do you produce all your stuff yourself and do it independently with your own people? Uh, no. no. Um, I, I write it myself. And then I was with this movie, I brought it to Dee Dee Gardner of plan B and, um, and then she already had a deal with Annapurna. And so it was very, nicely and quickly financed. Um, and I had these two great companies and then, um, a great distributor and focus. And it was sort of like, wow, I'm pinching myself. Miranda, can we back up a little bit? Because, um, we do this thing on the podcast where we say Hollywood break, but you're just, you're, (laughs) you're so nonchalantly mentioning your producing partners, but like for the folks at home, let's say the names of the people who, who helped you make this movie. Yeah. Oh, well, the actors or the companies or the... the co- I mean, I saw I saw some executive producers with some pretty impressive oh, like names. <laughs> yeah, that guy. What's he like? So I know I love that, like, in some of my interviews, people say, like, their first question, they're really their only question is, like, how was it working with Brad? And I really want to be able to say, like, well, like if I was feeling like tired or overwhelmed, he would just kind of hold me. (laughs) (laughs) He did it. We had like this tender thing we did together. (laughs) (laughs) But actually I, um, I have not met him. (laughs) Sorry. 
everybody. No, That's you know, okay. I really, you know? I really love that Brad Pitt's a part of it because, like, just like I'm black, uh, and like if you like a movie, like if every black person I know has liked a movie in the last five years, it's like sneaky Brad Pitt produced it. <laughs> You'll just be like, damn, this movie's good. And they'll be like, who produced it? And it's like Brad Pitt or Reese Witherspoon. And you're like, hell yeah, Brad. <laughs> Wait, so Brad Pitt, his production company does really great stuff. And so yeah, yeah. 12 years and he didn't like, even have to meet you to know that it was like yeah. such a great idea to make yeah. this incredible film that you made. Yeah. Yeah. And it's Evan Rachel Wood playing old Dolio, the lead. And oh, Dolio is the funniest. I mean, <laughs> such a, it's really intense. I have a question. <laughs> Did you write the voice into the script or was that something she came to you with? Well, no, she, I wouldn't, I would have been too scared. I mean, just the wigs were like, I was, you know, for days, like after we started shooting, like still not happy with the wig, you know, like that was a big commitment, much less a voice, but she has this lower register Mm -hmm. um, that's hers and that she trained up with a vocal coach because she sings and it has something to do with like, you get nodes if your voice is too low and Mm -hmm. I don't know. But once she started doing it, I, I, she sort of dropped into the character in a way where, mm-hmm. and I've kind of forgot, honestly, until I started doing press again and people were asking me and I was like, oh, right. Like, yeah, yeah. Like I, cause she just, it was her voice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the wigs, by the way, were outstanding. So however yeah. much you fretted over oh, them, they you. were incredible yeah I was gonna say that but yeah that's nice to hear yeah what way um (laughs) wait I but the but Gina Rodriguez just want to throw out Gina's name that Gina Rodriguez and Deborah Winger uh, the other two women in the movie and um just in case anyone stops listening right here Gina Rodriguez. (laughs) (laughs) um she's also fantastic in the movie that's not a wig though no I'm kidding no (laughs) (laughs) she's so beautiful um yeah. And Deborah Winger, did you always want to work with her? Was that a dream? Yeah. I mean, I've always, she's sort of haunted me. Like she's, mm-hmm. she's very, like, I feel like my dad gets off on her or something, you know, like, like she occupies a kind of strange space, like a, a uh-huh. slightly like queasy, you know, from my childhood, like what are why are men being weird, you know, like, um, and, um, but, but weird and deep and complicated. And, and I noticed she followed me on Instagram, which is just like, does she is, was that an accident? Is that because <laughs> I don't know something, you know, but no, she knew she had read my books and I think she was a little like, okay, this is the part really no makeup, long gray <laughs> hair, a wig, like, cause she's, Still, you know, she continues to be hot as she has <laughs> life, you know, so she just doubled down on it, though. She was kind of like, um, fuck you. OK, I'm going to go like a hundred times harder on this because it's uncomfortable and I'm so committed and I'm Deborah Winger. Yeah. Can you just tell us a little bit what just give like a real quick what the movie's about? Because it's so it's it's really amazing and it's so imaginative and creative. So there's this family of con artists, Deborah Winger, Richard Jenkins are the parents. They're 
26 year old daughter, Evan Rachel Wood is still lives with them and doesn't know anything else, but this, um, very low level, not, um, they're not very good at their scams. Like Mm -hmm. it's sort of diminishing returns, um, on if they're even getting any money. Um, and they, but it's all she knows. And, um, in the midst of a kind of desperate con, they meet Gina Rodriguez's character on an airplane and she kind of joins them and then ends up sort of asking questions that make that whole like the whole thing get turned upside down, especially. Yeah, it reveals a whole bunch of things about the family that, that um, old Dolio maybe never occurred to her before. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I really, I really loved it. I thought it was like, I, I just, it was such a great story. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I feel like my, my plots are always like, well, that really like, cause the things I make, they're not really in the plot, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's but, kind of more how we, you tell the story. Yeah. But we need that. <laughs> it's very refreshing to see something that doesn't follow any type of formula. When did you guys film it? Last summer? Busy, these questions. I can't <laughs> remember. Bef- in the before times. Yeah, I mean, what it was in the before times, yeah. Who remembers? I mean. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, guys. You know those things we'd love to do for ourselves, but we haven't done it for whatever reason, probably because you're doing something for somebody else. Maybe. For me, it's really that I would like my teeth to be a little bit straighter so that I don't get stuff stuck in my teeth and then Mark can't be annoyed at me when I'm he being gets in- bug. No, it's only like when we're in a fight or something, like we're like getting into like a heated argument at the table. Yeah. And... And he'll be like, you have something in your teeth. You Such know? A pow- that's a real power move. But I do it to him too. I'm like, what's wrong with <laughs> something's hanging out of your nose? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> we do like, that's what we do. Like when we're in like a thing. Wow. But if I get rid of, if I straighten my teeth and food doesn't get caught in my teeth anymore, then it's just going to be something hanging out of his nose. You really know what I mean? The upper hand. <laughs> and, then, and then I win. And then I win. Um, anyway, thanks to Candid, straightening my teeth is simpler and easier And now it's more comfortable than ever. They're clear aligners. They're very comfortable. They're removable. They're practically invisible, unlike wire braces, Obvi. You can transform your smile without anyone noticing. Plus, your treatment is prescribed and monitored remotely by a licensed orthodontist who's an expert in tooth movement. You want someone who knows about the movement of teeth. What if they're moving in the wrong direction? You need that expert to be like, I'm an orthodontist who's an expert in tooth movement, that's tooth is moving the wrong way. We got to move it back. <laughs> you know what I, I mean? This. I got, yeah. yeah. You need, you need an orthodontist who has your teeth back. Yeah, that, exactly. <laughs> you know, some other companies just have general dentists. Boo. To them. <laughs> <laughs> no offense. General dentists are good for general dentistry. I'm happy to see a general dentist and have him scrape my teeth and tell me how we're looking in there. But I, when I when it comes to straightening those teeth, I need a, an orthodontist who's an expert in tooth movement. Candid is the way to go. Your treatment includes remote monitoring by the same orthodontist who created your plan. So you never have to wonder how you're doing. You'll always know. 
I love that. Uh, and the average candid treatment is just six months. So if we all start now <laughs> in <laughs> what month? sometime in 2021, 2021, you'll be free. And Mark will <laughs> never be able to tell me that I have something stuck in my teeth again. So start straightening your teeth today. Even if it's just to spite your husband like me. Right now, all my <laughs> listeners can save $75 on Candid Starter Kit. Go to candidco.com slash best and use code best. That's candidco.com slash best, code best. Take advantage of this limited time offer to save $75 on your starter kit. Candidco.com slash best, code best. Okay, so then you had to rearrange in your brain this thing that wasn't going to happen. Because no matter what, you had an expectation of what. Yeah. I mean, we were, here was my, like, to me, maybe this is true for anyone who had kids. Like, the pandemic started on the day I got the text from the school saying yeah. the school was closing indefinitely. You know, mm-hmm. that's why it was mm-hmm. like, oh, I can't just ignore this. Um, right. And, right. Uh, and I got that text just for context. I received it while I was having a meeting with a stylist about what I was going to wear to can. Great. <laughs> Great. <Yeah>. Great stuff. <laughs> and we literally, like we're in the middle of the meeting and she also has a child and we just disbanded the meeting and both started just like texting our part, just being like, oh shit, And, and I was like, do you think I I was like, I'm not sure can is like, and it just, we just couldn't continue talking about pretty dresses and like, you know, bold lips or whatever, you know, like (laughs) it just ended and never resumed. Yeah. I mean, what moment are we having on the carpet? We don't, that (laughs) ceases to be an issue. I will say just to, to, um, finish this line of thought because I haven't really said this to anyone because it's happening. I'm in the midst of it. So like, yes, big disappointment, like all of us. I mean, you know, crying for me, you know, but I understand it's everyone, but still for me. Um, And, uh, and then kind of like, is this going to go straight to streaming this movie? Just really lowering my expectations. And, um, and then, Here's a couple things as our brains are being changed by quarantine. Here's a couple things that wouldn't have happened if it weren't for this. One is, so, you know, this movie would normally be released in four to eight theaters in New York and LA opening Mm -hmm. weekend. Those are the tastemakers, the coasts. That's my core audience supposedly and so forth. Instead, it was opened in 520 theaters everywhere else, but New York and LA. And um, so the people who got to see it first are, I mean, I'm getting messages from like 16 year old boy in the suburbs of Pennsylvania, like, you know, who who just deeply identifies with old Dolio and um, all like, it's a complete inversion. And um, I, I had this thought this morning, I was like, if instead of having your goal being like, 
making money in the ordinary way, if instead your goal was, let's say, like, oh no, a whole bunch of people feel very disenfranchised and um, alienated and disengaged from democracy and um, what they see, you know, on the screen. What what could we do to change that? I know. Let's reverse who gets to see things first so that they own it. Um, That's awesome. And they they decide if it's good or not or relevant right. or not. You know. So that's like that 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 scale. Then on a more personal scale, so opening night, what would happen for me or or you know the night before opening night, I guess, is there'd be the premiere. And then there'd be like a party at the Chateau Marmont, which is this, you know, fancy hotel. We call it the Chateau. Um, and <laughs> just to be extra annoying. I would have been there. I would have been there. <laughs> I would have eaten those orange chatty rice balls. Chatty, <laughs> and I would have, I know just how I would have felt. I would have like hugged a million people and, um, and been like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you all night and trying to remember people's names and really truly honored and grateful. Instead, what happened was I drove down to Orange County with a few people, like my favorite people who worked on the movie, not very many, we caravaned, we got tested, we caravaned, we saw it at a theater in Tustin. Um, and then we went and sat on the beach in the moonlight and had a picnic and just went around and talked about the movie and like, we're all such nerds because we made it, you know, so <laughs> yeah. like, everyone worked on it at a different part and they hadn't met each other. And, you know, I was like kind of in love with some of them and <laughs> they'd never met. And, um, and I was like, Oh, no matter what happens going forward, I will always have this because this is the best. This is so much like I went home feeling like, so happy, so fed, like my cup runneth over kind of feeling. And, and it's not that, you know, there's a place for the party or whatever, but I was like, I never tried that. There was never time. I never yeah. knew. And why would I, you know, I would be busy on that night, you know? Right. Um, and it just, I guess, I mean, it, it's not the first time, like I've, been through a crisis and come to sort of, I mean, all you can do is own it. Right. Right. In the end, you're like, here's why I'm, here's what I have. That's now a part of me and I'm not letting go of it. You know, even though I wouldn't wish this on anyone. (laughs) I love Um, that so much. Yeah, I I really do too. And I think that's such a, yeah, man, all the things that like, you wouldn't have had time to do it. It never would have occurred to you to do it. You couldn't have legit, even if you'd been like, you know what I really would like to do? I'd really like to do this. It wouldn't have been possible because everybody would be like, well, that's great, but you actually have to fly to New York. Um, right. You know, you'd like it would have been- go through the motions of what you're supposed to do. Yeah. And also I, there's, there's kind of a feeling normally of like, I'm already getting so much and taking- too much and having taking my toll on everyone around me, but in the, that's how I always feel, anyways, when I'm have something coming out. And instead, there was this feeling I will acknowledge of sort of like poor Miranda. <laughs> <laughs> For once, you're like yes, 
<laughs> and I fully made use of that. I was like, yes, and you're coming with me. Oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> that's sitting I, I really love, I mean, everything that you've been saying. Um, I, I really think about... Um, how I just like I love pop music about how so many people give teenage girls guff like yes. about what they like about how their opinions don't matter and how so many people uh, think that 16 year old in Philadelphia isn't a taste maker or how like those people like because they don't live in a major city that they like shouldn't get to enjoy really wonderful art and right. I think that that is such a beautiful, I might cry, that is <laughs> such a, a beautiful opportunity because um, you, you get pop stars uh, because of teenage girls. You get the, right. the people who are in L.A. and New York are the 16-year-olds from Philadelphia from when they turned 18. They moved to L.A. and New York. So I think mm -hmm. that that was so, it's such a wonderful opportunity to like give that to people, especially right now. Well, I think they that's don't really, ever get to... I mean, cool. it never think. I mean, like it never like it never. Those movies rarely open. Yeah, any yeah. right? Any of the this is the thing that like Casey and I have talked a lot about is just that I have a whole theory that where we are now in terms of our political sphere and Donald Trump and the sort of very intense delineation between thinking in the country has a lot to do with that like 20 years ago ish um all of the sort of artists who wanted to say something meaningful in the art of our time which is television went behind paywalls and mm -hmm. then all of the free art that everybody gets to consume was just like reinforcing bad ideas like CSI and who wants to be a millionaire and like you have to get more money and you have to like fuck the girl on the honeymoon suite or else like, you know, whatever. And all of the sort of like progressive ideas that help push our culture forward were shut off from people right. who, I mean, deserve. We all deserve to have our minds expanded by art. Yeah, God, that really... That's, I've been trying to have that idea or having this on, you know, it's like you, I've had that thought about just like, we had a bad feeling about reality TV. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. But, but we weren't sure. We were like, maybe we're just being snobby and, you know, and, and we were, but, but what you're saying kind of brings it home to me. Like I understand it's not just that, it's that and nothing else. Too. It's that, yeah. yeah, it's that and not being able to, and being, and being told like this other thing is out of your price range. It's not right. for you. This isn't for, this isn't for you. It's such a strange, <laughs> because it's so, it's so um, subtle, but it's the same exact, when you think about, about it, have you ever like put your hand on a door to like a fancy purse shop and had the security guard be like, no, these purses aren't for you. <laughs> you know, or, or had like a sales lady say like, this doesn't come in your size or whatever. It's like, like that moment really stings, but the same thing happens in art and culture all the time is actually so insulting. <laughs> yeah. We're all in the same, we're all speaking the same language, but this is why I want, this brings me to this Miranda, which is that you successfully also, I loved Kajillionaire and we all loved it. And, but, but my favorite 
I love so many things that you have done and created and made in your career. You know that, but you know my favorite thing that you've done was free to everyone. And it was um, and sort of like an Instagram movie story. Stories. <laughs> Stories mean- on multiple Instagrams. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You mean with Margaret? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so if you, so, okay. How do I even get into this? Do you want to talk about it? Yeah. Can you explain a little bit? Yeah. Okay. So, um, I mean, I don't know how it seemed. It's sort of like my experience of it ruins the, but probably how it appeared to busy. As a viewer. Yeah. As a viewer. Um, although she could have been more probably if she'd wanted to be, um, (laughs) was what that just one day there was a a post with Margaret Qualley and I in a having a FaceTime call mm-hmm. uh, and we were in like an impossible some kind of a fair romance situation yeah like you were in love but you guys were like play, you were playing like yourselves sort of but and you were in love but it couldn't be it couldn't happen and you posted it and at first I think and it was just one post among other things you were posting yeah but then if you followed Margaret as well she also had her own posts right and then Rashida posted or was Rashida just in kind of kept going like um we kept sort of torturing each other across Instagram um uh, sometimes she kind of had the upper hand and sometimes I was trying to, you know, win her back or the other way around. Um, she went to Paris fashion week and was kind of right. to be getting over me and was with Rashida. <laughs> and, um, meanwhile, I was like back at home in LA. Um, and Jaden Smith started. Following got in on it. That's I mean, where I joined. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's two versions of this. There's the story for the public, and then there's like the backstory, and I don't know which one to tell right now. But Jim <laughs> offered some advice, which was this thing, this ritual for impossible love called a hazion circle, and um, and I was like, I got to get her back and get her into the circle of of pennies, pennies busy, um, mm-hmm. and, uh, <laughs> um, and but she was kind of like. Oh, getting over it, which is just, I just wanted to die. And, um, and I tried to call her back by enlisting Sharon, um, Van Etten to write a song, right? <laughs> um, a song to, yeah, to bring her back. And then in the end we did, we did the ritual with that song playing and it's so good. <laughs> and I was, and then, and then I sent you I don't remember if it was DM. I think it was, I, I did it wrong. I sent you like a thing and I was like sobbing hysterically because I just couldn't take, it was so, I just, it was so moving and so incredible and so beautiful. And I just like loved it so deeply and related so intensely. And you then were you were kind like, of a touchstone busy, honestly, like, <laughs> really? <laughs> no, really. Or many times where I would post and I'd be like, oh shit, I don't know, you know? And then like, if busy got it and had <laughs> always had just the right reaction, I'd be like, I can let go. Like, oh. <laughs> I'm so uh, glad. Yeah. Why, no, but, but, 
I wish more people would sort of try to expand and use these things in different ways and and right. make things more available to everyone. How and did people feel- react to how that's what I'm curious about. Like I know busy got it and loved it. And she was like telling me like schooling me on it. How did other people yeah. react? It was pretty um, like, it was a real ride. Like people were, <laughs> you know, fighting it out in the comments, like really fighting it out. Yeah. Like, like it, there were fewer comments than you would think about like, is this real? And more about like, what should I do or, was I fucking with her? Was she fucking with me? Like mm-hmm. in the relationship or like giving advice or, you know. I love that. I love that. Really feeling like they were left hanging. And I, yeah, I got like an increasing sense like, whoa, we're, you know, this is quite a lot of people on, you know, on this journey. And um, I mean, it's not, I, I we can needed it. Think if you're interested. Um, what? I said, we needed it. <laughs> and for me I mean as you're saying busy like I'm not a purist about the medium of film because like I work in all these other mediums anyways and I think of it as this very new medium that was made in this particular way by men and very um like not not really like other art forms and that it was like it's so expensive that it was already this commodity and, um, but so my sense is that, um, it will change. Like the very idea of what a movie is will utterly be transformed by the technology and is already. And like, I consider the piece with Margaret a movie. It's like, yeah, me too. Yeah. But, and porous in this way, but I think it's, um, to me, it's not like less valid as, art than kajillionaire you know it's like different things were possible because of what was available to the medium and different kinds of people will be able to tell different kinds of stories and um like I welcome that it's not like the history of film is some sacred perfect thing at all I, I love that every day somebody makes a short movie story on like TikTok and it's able to convey so many cool things on an app. Like there was a TikTok recently. I don't know if you guys seen it, but it was like uh, a young, like a young paleontologist. And the joke is basically like, uh, did you make the dinosaur? God says, did you make the dinosaurs meteor? And then the angel goes, you said meteor, right? Make the dinosaurs a meteor. And then he was like, no, meteor. And she starts crying and it's like 10 seconds. And it's like, oh, the things that you can do with a medium when you don't have to be restricted, when you are just creating things for fun. Honestly, the only people who don't like that are like people whose entire power is invested. Yes, absolutely. It's continuing to seem mysterious and impossible and inaccessible, you know? And and it's like, well, if this thing that anyone can do is more interesting than what I'm doing as a, you know, very expensive filmmaker, then who am I? You know, like it's- Right, yeah. They love to try to make you think it's brain surgery, right? Yeah. yeah, and, and, And it's not like- whatever, I think there's room for all of it, you know, but it will change. There will be some loss, you know, as new things come in. And yeah. Do you, do you feel like people are still tuning in and hoping that they see more of that from you? Are they still believing it? Or 
The funny thing is, Margaret, should I tell you a little backstory? Yes, yes, please. please. Margaret and I, we met at this party um, and uh, actually just to dish, I was telling, I met, we met each other. We were excited to meet and I, I was showing her something. I was actually showing her something that had to do with telling her a story about Deborah Winger. And, um, <laughs> and I, 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 I walked her across the room really quickly and we ran into someone very rudely. And that person turned around and it was Taylor Swift. Oh my God. <laughs> this is not my usual, you know, <laughs> here, you know, but, um, and Taylor was like, OMG, Margaret, I've wanted to meet. We have, you know, you just broke up with Pete and my friend, you know, blah, blah, blah. And um, so it became this like immediate, like, you know, Margaret had just gone through this breakup and like processing that as a group of three women, um, very in one of those, like you're in deep right away. I love Uh, it. (laughs) And and I, and it was clear that like, um, it sort of felt like Taylor had called dibs on Margaret. (laughs) (laughs) I get that vibe from Taylor. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And uh, I mean, bless Taylor's heart, but I, I was sort of like, Oh wait, I just met, I did that to myself. Like I, you know, I ran you into her, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so then it was very sweet to me when at the end of the night, Taylor, uh, not Taylor, Margaret, um, like, so takes my phone and puts her number in, you know, and then says like, if you ever want to make something, um, you know, I'm, I'm your girl. And, uh, and then I texted her, but she was already in New York and so I was like, oh, okay, so it would need to be something through FaceTime. Like, I I think I can do that through, like, a screen recording. And we had talked about, we had had, like, a funny conversation about men who are older than both of us. And she's <laughs> 25, so this is a real, who had, whatever, had, let's just say, flirted with both of us. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And we were, like, kind of processing this certain kind of, um, dynamic. And, um, and so in some ways in that very first one, I was thinking of myself almost as a guy like that. Like, Ah. like I have a family, but I, and you're so magical, but like, you're fucking with me, but I obviously, you know, loved it back then, you know, but now I'm like, um, oh, you know, I don't know this, there was, I wasn't even really fully being myself yet, but then I realized the second we were done and we, I started with a script, but we just kept going. We improvised. So the last half of it is improvised and that was so fun. And I was like, oh, this is magical. And we stopped and I was like, Margaret, you know, we could just keep doing this. (laughs) Um, And she's like, oh, absolutely. Um, and at that point, I was like, but I'm not going to keep being that guy. Like, I need to shift this. And not that anyone else would notice this, but just little acting behind the scenes thing. I need to shift this to be me because I have plenty of these feelings, you know. Um, so there's like a subtle change. Um, and I'm just like full on desperate. Um, <laughs> like from that, it's just diff- it's slightly different. And, um, and then... Uh, and then Jaden really did start watching. I, I just noticed he was commenting. And um, I remember just like 
I had already thought of the hazy on thing and I was really trying to structure it like a movie. Like there needs yeah. to be a payout. Like I need to think this through. And I remember I was about to see little women and I was like, well, this is good. I'll DM him and he's not going to write back, but at least I'll be watching little women. So I won't check, you know, Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that'll kill a couple hours while I get over that. He- and I, so I texted him right before, and he just wrote back before Little Women even started. Oh, my God. Oh, he immediately wrote back. <laughs> he immediately was one of those, like, whoop. And, He's a uh, doer. Yeah, yeah, and he just wrote, he's like, best day of my life. I just fell off my chair or something. <laughs> and he was oh God, so committed. And we were always having these conversations like, like, oh, Willow's, Willow's perform on right now, so I just have a few more minutes before I go on. Um, I'd be so, I'd be like, really? Maybe we shouldn't talk right now then. Um, and And he's like, no, it's okay. That's fine. Yeah, it's fine. We, we we have eight minutes, you know, that's amazing. amazing. You made art out of your life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then I wrote four pages of dialogue that he memorized (laughs) That's incredible. Like, I mean, I I thought for sure, I thought for sure that that was something he was like, what if there's, I like had convinced myself that he came in and to you and was like, what if there's like something that I know about? Cause he feels to me like a person who would be like, make up a hazy on circle, (laughs) you know, couldn't be more perfect. And plus, I mean, he, I really, a, he's a really good actor. Like not everyone could pull that off with all those lines and yes. like it has, you have to buy it. Right. Yeah. Um, you buy it totally. You buy it totally. Right. So he's really talented. Um, and you would occasionally say, by the way, I just don't do this generally, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'd be like, yeah. oh, no. Um, and then he, this was the thing that was so sweet. Like the first time we got on the phone, he was, he was like, so I've got some questions for you. And I was like, sure, sure. And if you want like our lawyers to talk or, you know, I was like ready to mm-hmm. whatever, run the, do whatever I needed to do for him. And he was like, so about your charity shop, um, that's, he's referring to like an, yeah. an obscure yeah. art project I did in London. He's mm-hmm. like, no, would you call that art or what would you call that? Like, and then for the next like hour, he just proceeded to sort of grill me about all my work just from a purely like interested person point of view. Whoa. I love him. I love him so much. I love him so much. Wait, what happened with the app? Oh, with somebody? Yes. What happened with somebody? The app. Yeah. (laughs) You're talking about it. Like, like it just came out and when was that? It feels like it just came out. <laughs> well, right. There was an app called Somebody. Should I say what that was? Yeah. Well, it was my favorite thing ever. It was like you could register for it and then you could be like text into the app. Uh, my husband, Mark, is at the Grove with our two daughters. I really need him to get uh, milk on his way home. Is anyone at the Grove? Can they find a guy with a beard and two little girls and ask if it's Mark and say, busy needs milk. <laughs> right. Is that kind of the, that was like the idea behind it. Right. But it, all, that whole process was essentially done for you by the app. So <laughs> you just wrote, you just wrote Mark. Uh, Hi, Mark. It's me busy. <laughs> uh, can you get milk on the way home? And then you sent it 
to Mark and it would go to the somebody app user nearest Mark <laughs> get the message and then they would find him using GPS, you know, <laughs> and there's a picture of him and they would go up to him and say, Mark, it's busy. Can you get, Mark, can you get milk on the way home? And then Mark would like shit his pants. <laughs> no, no, because he had signed up for the app, you know. So did you did it work? I never used it. It, it, it did? did. Yeah, it was so crazy. I mean, it worked in major cities because there were enough users, and there were only enough users because of like the crazy thing was. I sort of waited to do this till I had like a big friendly company, which ended up being Mew Mew Prada. And they, um, they, cause I made a movie for them and then I was uh, kind of about this fictional app. And then I was like, and you need to make the app too. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. And they were, they're crazy. They're like Italian intense. They're like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and because of, cause it's them, they on the, on like the day the app started, just took out a giant New York Times banner ad on the front page, like sort of theoretically to advertise the short Mew Mew film I just made. But what it did was it meant that enough users downloaded all at once, you know. Oh my gosh. And which is like, you couldn't, who could afford that, you know? Yeah, that's incredible. And yeah, so it got this big boost at the beginning and it was quite fun, quite quasi legal, safe, like <laughs> yeah, all kinds of weird things happened because it's sort of, but, but it stayed. I remember there was a, cause the messages would sort of float and there was, there was a floating message for a while that said, this was clearly made by a quote, nice white lady and will lead to many much confusion. <laughs> and which wasn't wrong. Like there was um, that is very true. funny to me. <laughs> the the opposite of a tricky white lady is a nice white lady, but yeah. both can be evil. Both yeah. can bring you down. You didn't I mean, get anybody maced at least. No, I think it, it worked out. Um, I love that. I didn't, I didn't have any idea the origin of the somebody app, but I like always loved it. I was too chicken to try it myself, but <laughs> I did love, I did love it. Um, so now that Kajillionaire is, is out, it's out. Kajillionaire is available streaming everywhere. Um, and I, and I'm so glad that, that you were able to find some bits of light in the weirdness of the disappointment of not having what was expected but you've already done that so now you got to do it this way yeah I know it's true this way was was different yeah I mean (laughs) (laughs) this way was different it was different (laughs) but Um, some beauty came out of it so now is it just homeschooling and are you going to write a book yes exactly yeah (laughs) Do you, are you like, um, sorry, I'm asking you a logistical question, but um, I just am very curious about people's different processes. Are you a person who commits to a certain amount of time of writing per day or do you let the muses, do you let it all show up? And when it 
shows up, you fucking go. And then when it's gone, you're like, well, I guess I'm just going to go to the grave. Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I just commit. I know I have my hours to work and, um, it's the most important part of the day. And, um, I, you know, put my phone in my locked timer box and, um, which I can show you anyways. Um, and, uh, yeah. And it's some days it's just, I'm just dumb and nothing comes. And it's definitely like a practice of being gentle with myself. So I don't just get more and more depressed. Um, uh, but eventually, and, and, you know, in fits and starts, it kind of accrues and becomes something. Um, but it's not, no, it's not like I'm just, having fun and jotting <laughs> stuff down and yeah. Are you really hard on yourself? I mean, uh, I'm more hard on myself just for not writing the actual, when I, once I've started, I'm not too judgmental to like get the words out, mm-hmm. but it's, um, you know, if I, uh, like during this time of promotion, I, you know, keep saying to my friends and I'm not writing at all, needless to say. And, you know, friends, plural, there's really just one friend. Um, (laughs) and she says, are you kidding me? Like, I don't know how you're, you know, and, but I feel very, very bad. Yeah. Very bad. And um, I, I really do don't want to skip over what you said, like as a writer and as a artist myself, to be gentle with yourself is so really, really important, but also really, really hard. It's a learned skill. It's really special and important for someone who is as busy as you uh, to say that, because I think people really think that people who are making the art that we love and admire are just like inside having the best time writing movies not feeling all of the feelings that everyone else is because your favorite artist is a person and be gentle with yourself I think is something that cannot be ignored I mean not even if you're making art but just if you are a construction worker and you dig holes all day like you Who, no matter what no you do there's no one listening to our podcast yeah. that's a construction worker <laughs> we, I don't, we I'm don't just know I'm gonna that. say it I'm gonna I don't say know. it we I don't really? know I think you might be I, surprised alright alright I'm all just right. saying okay guys <laughs> <sighs> Miranda you know I love you so much I'm so happy to see your face and I was so happy to watch your movie and it made me cry and also I was like just mesmerized by it and and everyone's so fantastic in your directing everything's so good I loved it I really loved it and I hope you do more stuff on Instagram too for uh, what that's worth I think it's really um I don't know I think it's really special and I can't wait to read the novel in two three years three years <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I love you very much and I Thank like you. you. Thanks. I like you too. Yeah. I really do. Congratulations, Miranda. Thanks for Congratulations coming. on the movie. Yeah, everybody check out Kajillionaire wherever you stream things. Thank you so much. Congratulations, you, Miranda July. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. 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 Miranda July's Kajillionaire will be available in the home as a premium video on demand offering beginning Friday, October 16th. 
for a 48-hour rental period. Get on it. Guys, it's such a beautiful film. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. I laughed. I cried. Ha, ha, ha. It's a, cry, cry, cry. Cry, cry, cry. The whole gambit of emotions to be had. And you were sure. <laughs> um, and guys, I just do love Evan Rachel Wood. Yeah. And Gina Rodriguez is so good in it. And yeah. all of them. Okay. Everybody. Guys, let's get to a letter. This has gone long a little bit, but I appreciate everybody. Okay. Here's a listener question. Hi, Busy, Casey, and Shantira. First off, oh my gosh, I love your podcast. It is literally getting me through 2020. <laughs> Thank you. So uh, I'm having a rough time. Mm. Before the pandemic started, I had a job I loved with coworkers and friends I loved. And I had just been told by my boss that they were planning to promote me within the next few months. I had just decided to move to my dream apartment downtown. It was gorgeous. Uh, So I could live closer to my best friends and basically live friends in real life. The only bummer was I wasn't a huge fan of the city I was living in, but it was fine. Everything was great. In March at a doctor visit, he commented that my grandparents might not survive the pandemic. I was 2,000 miles away and I hadn't seen them in two years. I panicked. I literally threw some clothes into suitcases and left to see them, assuming I'd be home before summer started. Well, you can guess what happened. I didn't want to leave while things were dangerous. My job needed someone local. I had to quit. A couple of friends packed my stuff and moved it into storage so I wouldn't have to come back and officially move until travel was safe. We never got to say goodbyes. And most of my friends who I thought were besties immediately ghosted me. Here's my question. I can't stop trying to decide what to do when the pandemic is over. I hated that city, but I loved my friends. Do I move back to where I was to be close to a couple besties or a new city? What if I move to a new city and it's a disaster? I feel lost. I don't feel like I can make a decision until the pandemic is over, but I can't stop worrying about not having a plan. Help, love, Camille. Well, guys, Camille, I feel your fucking pain. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, we. I think we can all identify very strongly with how you're feeling. Yeah. Yeah. That's intense. Um, I think, first of all, the first thing I would say is maybe don't worry so much about not having a plan mm-hmm. because how can you plan for the unknown? Right. Yeah. This so, is something that really caught us all off guard. Right. The whole world. Like, girl. The whole world got caught off guard. So don't feel like you were unprepared for something that the entire planet was not prepared for. The other thing (laughs) that I do think uh, bears mentioning, bears mentioning, what's the word? Mm -hmm. I think that's right. Yeah, that feels right. Uh, Is that when you say like friends that immediately ghosted me, I think that in this moment, we need to like give everyone breaks in terms of, communication or non-communication or whatever. Okay, case in point. I have never in my life not returned a text message. Never in my life. Like I love a text. I love returning them. I love getting back to people in that way. I have currently, currently, um, I currently have 205 unread text messages <laughs> on my cell phone since the pandemic started. I like shut down in such an intense way that like I didn't even look at things. I would see people who I know and love 
reaching out and I would be like, okay, I can't respond to that right now. I'll respond when I feel like I have something I can say. You know what I mean? Like, and yeah. maybe, I don't know. That was just where I went. Like, I just went like, I don't know what to say. So I'm just going to wait until I have something good to say. And then I never had anything good to say. And now I have 205 text messages. And only <laughs> Unless like someone- 200 are from Joe Biden. unless someone specifically told you Camille look I don't have time for you or like I you know I don't want to talk to you anymore I think yeah you shouldn't tell yourself a story about what's happening in their lives because you know you had this very strong reaction to a thought that you had about your grandparents you wanted to be with them instantly and immediately and that's valid and I'm so glad you got to do that but everybody has like a grandparents story right now it's happening to mm-hmm. everybody yeah and I so I think you want to like I think this is a time to practice being kind to yourself and and giving others the benefit of the doubt. You know what I mean? Because in time, perhaps some of those people will show their true colors or whatever, and you'll, you know, drift away or they weren't the friend you thought they were. But in this moment when we're all just trying, I mean, literally trying to do our best and stay above water and keep jobs or get jobs or figure out where we want to live or who we want to be close to or how our families are doing, I think that we just all have to breathe a little bit and give ourselves space. Um, there's there's one thing that I will speak to on this. Um, you said that you didn't like the city you were living in. And I know that COVID is really hard, but like I kind of joke with my friends where I like say that I'm trying to make Corona work for me. Like if there is an aspect of your life that you really wanted to rethink, that you really wanted to take a moment and step back, like the whole world was like, yo, I'm just going to shut down your office for a month and then like see how you feel about that. So if you are like, I don't like that city, maybe that's something that we, we sit in a quiet moment and think about why you didn't like it it's so like sad and heartbreaking because you're like oh my gosh I have to be in the city where my friends are but you have to be in a city where you feel happy in with yourself in maybe it's like oh okay when the world opens up I will go spend a week in a city that I might like and see how all the vibe is you've already admitted two things that you did not like like that's cool now you know that maybe there's some other stuff that you need to look into for yourself. I'm really into like taking care of yourself. So whatever makes you <laughs> happy, like, yeah. yeah. So like, Camille, I, think I feel like if you have a couple friends who were willing to pack up your stuff for you to those send are it to friends. you where you are, yeah, those, those are, are your real friends ones. and uh, not being in the same city isn't going to stop them from being yeah. your friends. You don't know. You could move to a city you're not even thinking about now and one of your friends from your original city that you don't love could be like, it looks like she's living her best life there. I might move out there, you know? Yeah. Like it just, I... It's never been easier to sort of stay in touch with people and to be close with people. And it sounds like those people really love you a lot and they're not going to let your decision to move to another city stop them from loving you. Just know that those people really care about you because moving is a bitch. And to do it for someone else, that's love. (laughs) In one way, I know when we started the show, I was talking about how if we end up selling this house, our home, our family home in 
uh, LA. I won't ever go to it again. But Chantier, you did just actually bring up a really important silver lining. I will also not have to go pack it up. <laughs> and I do and you got feel, a whole house. I, do. I had a one bedroom apartment and I was like, should I just throw this box in the trash? That is what people are at though too. I've talked to so many people who are like, I just want to get rid of everything. I don't. Like I actually, it's interesting <laughs> being in this, in this gray house has made me feel like, oh, I really want my stuff. Like I want my, yeah. I want my fucking Oprah phone. Do you know what I mean? Like I yeah. want yeah. my stuff around me. I'm not yeah. Marie Kondo. Like I love stuff. Like home is where the stuff is. My, <laughs> that's my feeling about it. Um, it's also, this goes for Camille and it also goes for busy. Yeah. You know, that we all can take a minute and just think. Mm-hmm. You know, you we've all been like making some really fast decisions because we've been under the gun about things. And, you know, and that's okay. Sometimes you have to do that, but it's okay to just really think about it and like make your seventh grade list of pros and cons yeah. for things and really just think about it. And I think if you like think about it and sit with it, you'll be able to decide what things you need, what people you need, what city you need, and what the decision is. I highly recommend this because this is what I did right before I went to bed last night. It just can't, you know, I get songs stuck in loops in my head, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's, okay. Yeah. So last night, guys, it was Indigo Girls Closer to Fine. And I got to tell you, those are some sweet ass voices to listen to <laughs> when you're feeling like you're in the midst of a dilemma. Because it's, it's just like such a vibe. And it's the more I look for myself in the definitive. Isn't that what the line is? The less I seek my source for some definitive. And the less I seek my source for some definitive. The closer I am to find. Anyway. So that's my advice. You got this, Camille. I also wanted to say that um, there are take backsies. If you, uh, I always say that like when I moved in with my partner, people were like, what happens if it doesn't work out? I'd be like, girl, I'm going to move out. There are <laughs> take backsies so if you do something or you go somewhere and your body is like girl we do not like it here you can leave there is no permanence in these decisions unless you decide to make them permanent and the people who will the people who love you will love you and the people who love you will love you and and just get that indigo girl song on and in your ear pods and just blast it man just blast it all right right. you got this camille you got it we got it. Guys, follow the Instagram account. BP, BP is, is doing, doing her best. Her best. Uh, I love you guys. I'm happy we got love to you catch guys. up. We'll I love talk you to you at next home. week. Bye. We love you. Love, love you guys. Bye. 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 Oh no.